0: It's time for JT the Brick.
1: You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Rolling into the Super Bowl, and it's an actual nightmare. They're practicing in our building, our headquarters, and they're playing in our stadium. We knew it was going to be an issue, and it's an issue.
2: Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada. They're going to get us another one.
1: I really can't believe this is happening. JT the Brick. So as I look at this matchup, I hate it. I hate it. But I got to do my job, and I got to do my show. Am I furious about it? Hell yeah, I'm furious about it. But if I have my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. They're practicing in our building, our headquarters, and they're playing in our stadium. I really can't believe this is happening. You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! It's an actual nightmare.
3: And now, no, 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 here's JT the Brick.
1: Out of the gate, JT live from Cafe Americano in beautiful Las Vegas, Caesars Palace. Super Bowl, Buffalo's in the house, Green Bay's in the house, the black hole, the black hole is in the house. As we get going out of the gate, it's the Niners, the Chiefs, the Super Bowl, and we are proud to be out here at Cafe Americano. What a great spot, right here outside of Caesars, right in front of Caesars Palace. We got good weather, a little bit chilly, but decent weather today. Steeler fans, Niner fans, Chief fans, so we're excited to be here today. Thanks for coming out, everybody. If you can hear me in Vegas, come on down to Cafe Americano. We have Modelo Specials. It's all about Modelo today. Everybody knows on Friday I have my bucket of Modelo's. This is my first one and uh, my friends are here. We're going to have a great time today. We got a lot happening. Michael Irvin's coming, which will be good. We'll have the playmaker here in a little bit. Warren Moon's going to join us over the phone. We got Warren Moon lined up, Eddie George and hopefully Joe Theismann. So we got a good crew coming in in this building behind me. Right now is the Hall of Fame luncheon. So every gold jacket Hall of Famer who's in Vegas is at Caesar's Palace right now for their luncheon. So Good place to go celebrity watching here today at Caesars. And once again, welcome to my town, Las Vegas, where we finally got to Friday. We had an epic week. It was a really good week for us. You heard all the guests that we had on. I decided no radio row on Friday. You could tell by the voice. No radio row on Friday. We wanted to come out here and get outside, get some sun, have some fun. So, again, thanks to Cafe Americano, Caesars. All my friends who came from out of town who are here, and it's Super Bowl weekend as we are ready to rock. As you know, there's one thing that can't happen here at this Super Bowl. Kansas City cannot win. Kansas City cannot win this Super Bowl in Raider country. Not a big Niners fan, but Niners, you have to beat the Chiefs. We need the Chiefs to lose. As I told everybody, my theory on this game is simple. The Raiders can't afford Kansas City to win this game for three reasons. Number one, if Kansas City wins, they win in our building. They win in our building, Allegiant Stadium. If they were playing in New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Miami, let them win a Super Bowl, not in Vegas. That's number one. Number two, this is a legacy play for Kansas City. If Kansas City wins this Super Bowl, they're a dynasty. There's no such thing as a dynasty with two Super Bowls. You have to have three with this group. They were 50 years apart from Super Bowl one to their second Super Bowl. Now they have three, the same amount as the Raiders. That's the reason they can't win the Super Bowl. We cannot have Kansas City surpass the Oakland, LA, Las Vegas Raiders. And then one more thing I'll throw into this. If Mahomes loses, he's lifetime two and two in the Super Bowl instead of three and one. And the great Jim Plunkett is two and zero oh in the Super Bowl. So if we can see Mahomes lose, He'll be 2-2, two and two and that'll be good. Uh, we've been breaking down the game all week for everybody. We appreciate it. Most people here love Kansas City to bet on the money line. We have the moving lines in front of us here. We'll tell you about that. But San Francisco has a hell of a team, 8-9 to nine Pro Bowlers, all pros. They are loaded. It's one of the best offenses ever to come to a Super Bowl with George Kittle, obviously McCaffrey, IUK, and Debo Samuel. It's going to be the job of Kansas City to slow them down early. For San Francisco, I have one key to the game. One key to the game for the 49ers. They have to put their hands on Kelsey. Mr. Swift, put their hands on him, put him on the ground. If the Niners are able to physically slow down Travis Kelsey, they win the Super Bowl. If the Niners give up 11 receptions to him, I think Kansas City will win the Super Bowl. I think the key to this game is gonna be the play of Travis Kelsey. In Baltimore, one of the toughest spots to play. He had 11 targets and 11 receptions. I think it's one of the greatest games ever played by a tight end in championship game history. So that's a big thing that we're talking about today. How to stop Kelsey. And I have Christian McCaffrey as the MVP. I have the Niners winning 27-24. They win, they cover the spread and it goes over the number. So again, over the total, Niners win and cover, and the Niners win the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and Kansas City and the Swifties get sent right on out here. Couple other things we wanna get to today. When you call in, when you call in, we wanna hear your prediction of the game. So just call in with the prediction of the game, let us know what you think, how the game is gonna play out. Also, if you're in Vegas, tell us what it was like so far. How much fun have you had? And we'll uh, get this thing rolling i'm texting right now with eddie george who's asking for the number of the show so i'm sending that to him now but i like the niners i like the niner fans more so than the kansas city fans both fan bases have great fans just like the raiders have great fans but this to me is personal this is the most personal super bowl that i've covered in my 27 radio rows it's the one super bowl that i really have a passion for one team to lose and that would be the Chiefs. Most Super Bowls, I'm sitting at home or I'm at the Super Bowl. I'm having a couple of beverages, having a great time. This one's different to me because I love Las Vegas. I love the Raiders. And I don't want to see the Raiders take this gut punch. It is a big gut punch. They're in our building. They're practicing at our headquarters. And if Mahomes lifts that Lombardi trophy on that stage with that confetti with Andy Reid's wife. You know, so Andy Reid's wife's in every single photo that would really hurt us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to open this up. Uh, get your opinion to call in, 702-365-9200. We got a nice crowd that just started showing up here. They just opened up the back patio. The back patio has been closed for the weather the last couple of days, so they opened up. I see people now out here without coats on. We got a couple of heat lamps out here for people that want to come out, and everybody should have a great time. All right, let's get going. Chris and West Oakland. You start off the show, Chris. I think I know where you're going. Welcome into Caesars Palace. How are you, Chris?
3: Good, man. Sounds like you guys are having a great time. Wish I was there with you. And look, you know, JT, I'm gonna before I break down the game real quick, I just want to say this. You know which way I'm rooting. I'm not so much rooting for the Chiefs as I'm rooting against the 49ers. As I've said for weeks now on your show, I have to live with the 49er fans in the Bay Area. There's not a more annoying fan base in all of football and the 49er fans. That's why, again, I'm not so much rooting for the Chiefs. I'm rooting against the Niners. All the peripheral crap, JT, I've outgrown it. I don't care if the Chiefs win a fourth Super Bowl. I don't care if Mahomes hoist the trophy in their stadium. That doesn't matter. Raiders haven't won a Super Bowl in 40 years. Whatever happens on Sunday, nothing's going to change that. So until my team gets in the Super Bowl, I really don't care who wins another one unless I'm betting on it. So let's go. Let's break down the game here in simple. I'm going Chiefs 31-21 for one simple reason. Hey 49ers haven't played a good game in over a month, JT. They got hammered by, on, on Christmas Day by the Ravens. Last game of the year didn't really count, so I won't throw that in. And frankly, they should have lost both playoff games. And I'll just talk about how Purdy, is he elevated to elite status? We talk about luck, JT. How different would the narrative be if the damn defensive backs for the Packers and the Lions just caught the football? Because Purdy threw what should have been five interceptions the first two games, and they only made him pay with one. That's one reason I'm going with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the only team in the league number in the top two in both points allowed and the and total yards. The Chiefs defense does not get near enough credit. I think they're going to give okay. Purdy fifth. I think they're going to move the ball a little bit. I think McCaffrey will have a big game. But in the end, it boils down to this, JT. Until somebody not named Tom Brady or Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game, this guy went on the road and played perfect football in two games against Baltimore and their league-rated number one defense Cut. and against Buffalo, a game where everybody said Buffalo was finally going to get the Chiefs there in their house. Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. Well, he showed that's no problem. We're
1: Chris, give me the Chris. 15, Chris, I got to run. Give me the final score. We got a guest.
3: 31, 31, 21. Chiefs. I'm not happy about it, but screw the 49ers. Go Kansas City. Thank you, brother.
1: All right, I'm going to do a double interview right here. We got Eddie George on the phone. Eddie, how are you? Hey, what's up, Eddie man? George? And I got Michael Irvin oh here, the playmaker. Michael's with me, Eddie. How you guys doing?
2: Hey, Eddie, what's up, my brother? Michael, what's up, big dog? How you doing, man? Are you in Vegas? I'm doing well, man. I, I am in Vegas working, man. And I didn't know JT. You, you, you know this is my dude right here. You, I did the know that. Did Eddie tell you that? Eddie, this is my hey, guy. Hey, Michael, I love you know Eddie, I'm going to come find you. You know that, right? you hey, Are you here? Oh, of course I'm here. Oh, oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. I, I'm going to call you afterwards. We're going to meet up somewhere. I've got to put my arms around you. you know, I've definitely <laughs> got to see you, brother. My, so we'll call after. I'm, I'm going to call you for real after this now. Michael, so how great it. of a player was Eddie George? Man, Eddie was the man, man. But it, dude, listen, as much as you saw what you saw on the football field, it, it, this dude is pure in heart, man. Pure in heart. And we when we come up to these times of the year, we start talking about what built the NFL, the great history of the NFL, and greatness is always tied together. We all remember those Ray Lewis oh. Eddie George battles. Oh. That, that, you know what I mean? You, you can't write the NFL without those kinds of conversations, without the Eddie George and the Ray Lewis and that kind of a battle. It, it's incredible. Michael Irvin is
1: here, Eddie George joins us. At the same time, I'm not gonna make these guys wait. Eddie, tell me about Michael, the style of player he was, and how inspirational he was for the Cowboys and this league.
0: Well, no, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I was always a college football junkie. Um, Michael was before me. I remember waking up on Saturday mornings and hearing Phil Collins is uh, in the air tonight. And they would have highlights of Miami. And Florida State playing, Miami coming out of the smoke at number 47, you know, was always uh, the, the heartbeat, the, the energy uh, for Miami. now group of Penn State fans, so I remember when they played them in a national championship game, and Mike and his bravado would always talk about, you know, we're going to put up 50 points against Penn State and so forth, and I just remember it being a hardcore, a hard-core battle, but... Uh, Michael um, is, is such an inspirational, emotional uh, spark plug anywhere he goes, whether he's with uh, Miami, the Cowboys, uh, on ESPN, on the NFL Network, uh, in in the parking lot. He is always going <laughs> to be that, that spark of energy because that's who he is. And I'm going to find a Mike. Um, he's always been a leader. Um, I've always looked up to him. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. What are we talking about?
2: Yeah, and, 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 and I'm tell you, something, man, Eddie, you wrote that song. You when you was, I was just here rocking it, cause yeah. we had that highlight. I can feel it, oh, yeah, you know in yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was Miami's theme song, yeah. boy. It was in the air. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was great stuff, man. And running out on that field, but but man, even beyond that, what's great though, JT, is the relationships we build beyond beyond the football yeah. field. It really is, man. You, we run into each other and having these moments. I love love these moments because we get to come together, talk about the old times, like we're talking about the greatest battles, those things that we mark. But we also get to see each other. I, I'm, I'm gonna see it at George tonight somewhere. Yes, yes, we yes, will yes, be yes. seeing each other. We, this, hey, this ain't just for no radio <laughs> audience. We gonna see each other. You understand what I'm saying? He is my boy, man. So, so I just, and, and, and you get a chance. We always talk about we never know what we are going through because we're still learning about the CTE stuff. Yeah. But it's important to come together every right now and then and look at each other because each of us know each other. If there's something off with me, Eddie going to know. Right. Dude, you all right. You know what I mean? You, everybody else around you may not know because they have no baseline. But Eddie goes to dude. You are right. Because he knows. So it's important for us to come together like this.
1: Michael Irvin, Eddie George. Eddie, before we wrap it up, give me your prediction of the game or a really big key to this game, which could change the game. What are you on heading into the Super Bowl? What do you think?
0: Well, I think, you know, when you look at it, the tail of the tape comes down to, uh, you know, which team is going to establish the run game. Uh, And situational football. For me, it's in the half in this game. Who's going to be the master of that? And that's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I would love to see the Niners win it uh, because it would be something different. But the way Mahomes and that team came together, the Chiefs came together toward the end of the year, uh, went into Buffalo and one, went into Baltimore, two hostile places to play in January, uh, January football, and got the job done. This team is destined. They're locked in. They're playing great at the right time. And I just think, they're going to, Mahomes and Kelsey, they're going to find ways to make plays when it matters most. So you got to have it on third down and third third down and three, third down and five, uh, inside the red zone. They're going to make those plays. I don't know if Purdy is ready for that moment. This, this, the, the 49ers, they're going to have to play exceptional football. They can't afford to play like they did the last two uh, games mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs against the Chiefs. They will take advantage of that. So I like the Chiefs by 10.
2: Yeah, and the Chiefs, man, it's just a, Patrick Mahomes is just, I I hope we understand what we're getting a chance to watch. Over the last few decades in the NFL, we pointed towards Tom Brady as one of the greatest quarterbacks and and Aaron Rodgers as one of the greatest quarterbacks. Tom Brady, who's a pre-snap reader of a a quarterback, We, we, we look at him and say, wow, what a gift he is. Shoulders up. He wins the game, pre-snap, shoulders up, getting the ball out of his hands prior to anybody getting to him. Aaron Rodgers was so physically gifted, he can beat you with any throw at any time. Patrick Mahomes is an amalgamation of both of them, a combination of them, them commingling together. He always makes the right decision. That's what that's what he was just talking about. Making the right decision at the right time to win a game to make to make the play, Patrick Mahomes does that. Tom Brady used to do that. See, we look at physical skill set and think that man has it. Jamar, uh, Josh Allen, many has the physical skill set. Lamar Jackson, many has the physical skill set. Shoulders down, but do you have it shoulders up to make that right decision when it counts most? Lamar should have gotten out of that pocket and started running the ball last week. He stayed in the pocket. He was trying not to just win a game but beat Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen is going to throw a late interception because he's not just trying to win a game. He's trying to beat Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy won't have that problem. Brock Purdy will be able to play the game that is put in front of him. They can't see the Chiefs defense has stopped Buffalo because the point of attack is at one place. It's Josh Allen. It's uh, Stephon Diggs, you uh-huh. stop Baltimore. One place it's Lamar Jackson and it's Zay Flowers. If you stop one piece of San Fran, they have other pieces they will go with you at and they'll go after you. They didn't score any points after seventeen mm. after the half last yeah, week. Shut out. And, and San oh. Fran came back from behind. I'm telling you, I got San Fran winning this game twenty eight twenty four. Now, storyline behind this game is Ooh. going to be incredible because can the greatest the one that goes, will end up being number one overall in Patrick Mahomes because that's, that's really what he will end up being, mm, even wow. if he doesn't catch him on the tally. The tally is the Super Bowl rings. But 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 even if Patrick gets three this week and then come up with five overall, we're going to still say, I right, saw enough to say that he's the greatest because we saw him do so many wizardry things to win these Super Bowls when Tom Brady just pre-snap beat you with his mind. we see. seen We'll see Patrick Mahomes beat you with his mind in his brain, in, in his legs. It's phenomenal storyline. Can he handle having Mr. Irrelevant beat him in a Super Bowl? I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. You
1: have the Hall of Fame luncheon you're going to. Eddie, say goodbye to Michael. And hey, Eddie, hey, what Mike, you've done I'll for my son. Later, I
2: heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i right, yeah. see you later. Take care. Yeah, yeah, I'm texting yeah. you. I'll call you. I'll let you know, man. Good to see you. you hey, everybody. Let's hear it from I'll Michael Irvin. Right, Thank buddy.
1: you, Michael. means a lot, man. Take care, brother. Good job, man. Thank you, man. It means a lot, man. Cut the best. You got it, buddy. Be good. Take
4: care.
1: Okay. You got it. Appreciate it. All right. Wow. That's a nice surprise, huh? That's a nice surprise opening up the show. Michael Irvin. Yes, Michael Irvin, man, came out here and sat down with us. Wow. Really like that. That is great. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm gonna come back in a little bit. That was fun. Thank you, Mike. Mike's walking out. So we knew we were. We thought he was going to come on the phone, and he decided to come out from the uh, Hall of Fame luncheon and, and join us. So there he is again, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Way to go, Michael. Thank you. All right. When we come back, as you know, we're at Cafe Americano. We're also brought to you all Super Bowl by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had. Grimaldi's, proud partner of our Radio Row, our remotes, and everything we're doing. We got Warren Moon coming up. And your phone calls. I didn't want to cut off Chris in West Oakland. He's my favorite. But, you know, that's the playmaker. Thanks to Michael Irvin. That was really cool. That that made my week. Him walking into Cafe Americano. That was fantastic.
3: what are the likelihood that you might consider hanging up and and kind of going out on top, or are you set already that you will be back next year?
5: Yeah, I haven't gone there. I don't think about that. Um, I'm I'm tied up in the game and trying to take care of that. I'm sure somewhere I'll know when that time is. It's not today or uh, won't be Sunday, so, yeah.
1: That's Andy Reid from one of his press conferences here. Both Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And, of course, the 49ers are out in Lake Las Vegas, which I think was a big miss. I know they can't be in a casino here on the Strip, but I was surprised they went that far away from Las Vegas. But maybe that's where they want to be, and uh, they're having a good time. Media night was unbelievable. And now we're counting down to the Super Bowl. Remy Quantro is once again teaming up for excellence. With Legacy Club, at the top of Circa downtown, that beautiful casino and resort, all attendees receive a complimentary ounce of Louis XIII with a valid Super Bowl ticket. You understand that? If you have a ticket to the Super Bowl, you can go to Circa downtown, and they will give you a complimentary, complimentary ounce of Louis, which is hard to believe that they're doing that. That's really very generous by them. The big game means big offers from Remy Quantro. JT live from Cafe Americano as we got a lot of good fans here. Senior showed up from the Raiders. Uh, great, great character in Raider Nation history. We'll take a couple of calls and also I want to thank Eddie George who was on the phone. You know, Radio Road's crazy because you don't know who's going to come at what time. So we had Eddie George call in. He's on hold. Michael Irvin's there. I said let's do them both. No need to put one on hold or make the other wait. And I didn't realize how tight Michael and Eddie are. They're like brothers. And Michael walked away and he said, that's my dog. That's my guy. Thanks again to Eddie George, who just joined us. That was fantastic. 702-365-9200. Raider Mike checking in right here on the flagship of the Silver and Black. What's going on, Mike? What's up, bro? Anyway, Chris from West Oakland. Come
5: on, bro. It's about like you can't have muffled
3: right? Perfect. We have to put the stop. I've coined that phrase six years ago. I've been doing sports for a long time. This has to be.
5: Chris Jones
3: was in the house. These things have to happen, so too. We are tired of the state Martin commercials. Uh, Andy Reid and the Nuggies. Yep. The Swifties rolling into our town. I mean, it's just it's it just mind-boggling, JT. It's horrifying. It's nothing worse than what's going on right now. The sea of red has clouds
1: is horrifying. Uh, well, Crisco gets there. All right, my friend, I got to jump. In. I'm having a I'm having a tough time hearing you with your phone. I got to wrap up this call. Thanks for calling in. I had a bad connection there with you. I tried to hope it would turn around. Look, the big thing that he mentioned about the Swifties and the television commercials for the Chiefs is a very valid point. This has got to stop, it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious for the NFL. The NFL is using this as the perfect storm. And I don't blame them. If I was the NFL, I'd want Taylor Swift at every game. I'd want her there. I wouldn't show her a total of 30 seconds. I'd show it 10 minutes because it's good for ratings and that's what this is, a business. It's a business and they want to have the ratings here. But what I have a problem with is when I watch a Kansas City game and they go from the game where Mahomes scores a touchdown, then two of the five commercials are Kansas City Chiefs. Two of the five. It's either Kelsey talking about a product, or it's Andy Reid putting his hands in your nuggets, or it's Mahomes head and shoulders and all that. Those guys got those contracts because they're exceptional people and they're great at what they do, but it's too much. And we in the Raider Nation, we have built a wall around Kansas City for 50 years, and they finally broke through the wall, and they're on the other side. I like to use a lot of Game of Thrones analogies. If this is Game of Thrones, the Chiefs are flying over our castle with dragons, and they're getting in, and we gotta beat them. And Antonio Pierce, who I talked to the other day, he is all about that. Antonio Pierce is all about that. Antonio Pierce wants to win, and he wants to get it going, and he's gonna have to be the leader. We can't have a coach for one one or two years. We can't fire a coach two years into his job. It won't work. The Raiders need to win. They have to win, and they have to dominate. And the only way to do that is someone, not only the Raiders, have to knock Kansas City off their throne. And that's why I hate to say it, I'd like to see the Niners win because that will hurt Kansas City's brand, their global brand, it will take them down a notch. They might go to the next three Super Bowls. I don't know. But they're in our building. They're in our city. And we can't stand this. I'm just telling you, this is not a bit. I'm not making this up. I despise this team. Not their fan base. I don't like what's happening with the NFL as they're pivoting to making Kansas City America's team. Bob Costa said it last week on television. I've been telling you for four months. Bob Costas said the exact same thing I've been saying for four months, that this is a calculated move to make the Kansas City Chiefs America's team. And I won't stand for it. Won't stand for it all. All right, uh, let's get out to Hardcore Raider. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. What's happening? Hey, JT, happy Friday. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Uh, buddy.
6: Michael er Michael Irvin, dude, he's—I've really grown to like him. He's, you know, he's always—I felt like had a, a great analytical mind, but he's just funny, dude. And he's—he's uh, he's the Raiders a lot of support, especially Coach AP. So a lot of respect to him, and uh, thanks for bringing him on. You know, and then the rivalry. Look, man. I mean, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. I'll just make it short and sweet. What would Al Davis think? What would Al Davis want? And you know, when I when I go back to that, and, I, and my heart goes out to everybody in the Bay and California. I've been there. I know what it's like. Okay. But when I think of Al Davis and going back to our existence, like who, who was the NFL owner that mainly went behind Al Davis's back for the AFL merger, right? Um, yep. It was the Hunt family. Who, who was it that tried to block the Raiders from even becoming a team, the eighth team in the AFL? It was the Hunt family. And you know what? Maybe they are America's team because they originally started out as the Dallas Texans. A lot of people forget. The Chiefs started out as the Dallas Texans. Yep. Who is it we have to go through to try to win a Super Bowl? even make it to a Super Bowl it's not the Niners it's the damn Chiefs so they are a rival Al Davis no way in hell would want us to go in and let the Chiefs come to our house our new house and win a Super Bowl let alone the last thing I'm going to say is this when you when you think about this of who you want to win and you you go back and you watch the Super Bowl replay who is it that you want celebrating in your locker room because if you see Mahomes and the Chiefs celebrating in the Raiders locker room there's something wrong with you. That's going to make me sick to my stomach every Super Bowl highlight, every time I watch it. So, hell no, I don't want the Chiefs to win. We need the Niners to win, and that's the real rivalry. I'm sorry, Bay Area, uh, Bay Area fans, but it's
1: the Chiefs. It's not the Niners. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the call. You're right about that. There are, you know, Cisco's here, the president of the Las Vegas chapter, of the Black Hole, and he's one of my best friends in, the, in my Raider world. And he's torn because he knows the Niners in the Bay Area and the Raiders in Oakland. Remember, this is the Oakland Raiders, this franchise that moved to Vegas. All Oakland Raider fans don't like the 49ers, but all Oakland Raider fans also don't like the Chiefs. The rest of the global Raider nation, not in the Bay Area, they probably don't care much about the 49ers. It's in a different conference. They're in our conference in the AFC. They're better than us. They have better players. They've been significantly better than us. I'm a season ticket holder for, I don't know, what, seven, eight years, nine years? It's going to end with Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce is going to end this because the Raider roster is building now where they don't have seven or eight holes. I thought the defense was going to take two years to rebuild. I watched that defense last year. I said, man, that's pretty damn good defense. Now we don't have to go out and get four linebackers and and two safeties. We're, We're good. Maybe an outside linebacker. We got Max Crosby, Malcolm Kuntz. I, I tell you, what, this Spillane guy played, played his ass off all year. Fantastic player. So with all of that together, the Raiders need a quarterback to compete with Aiden O'Connell. And that quarterback, Aiden O'Connell or whoever they bring in, has got to start playing at a level of Mahomes. It's hard to do. You notice I didn't say better than Mahomes, but in the ballpark. That's why I think Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner. Go get him. He, he, him and Antonio Pierce are tight. If you got to go up, go get him. But I trust Tom Telesco because I've interviewed 10 people on Radio Road this week that pulled me aside and said, Telesco's the real deal. He's big. He's big early in the draft, so we got that to look forward to. All right, when we come back, I saw Tommy White last night from the 872 Laborers, thanked him for his partnership. We had the Ditka Jaws party last night over at M Resort, which was a beautiful party, but very unfortunately, it was so cold, it affected the party. It was an outdoor cigar party. They put so many resources into this party, but the women there couldn't, a lot of the women couldn't handle it. They were freezing to the point where they were like, I just, I got to go. I can't stay out here. But we uh, we toughened it out and had a good time. 702-365-9200. When we come back, the great Warren Moon, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, will join us. We'll hear what he says about Las Vegas, the Super Bowl matchup, the quarterbacks. One of our good friends here as we're live from Cafe Americano at Caesars Palace. JT, thrilled to have you. If you're on the Strip, if you're driving around the Strip, free parking for three hours. Come on out to Caesars Palace.
7: I think the Chiefs now, it can safely be said, are America's team. The Dallas Cowboys have had that moniker for a long time, and they're still a glamour franchise, but they haven't been to the Super Bowl since the mid-'90s.
5: For a hot minute, they were saying Detroit is America's team. For a hot minute.
7: Sentimentally, yeah. yeah, They would have been a sentimental favorite if they got to the Super Bowl, and it would have been a great storyline. 49ers are a good storyline, too. But now the Chiefs have been to four of the yes. last five Super Bowls. Yes. They have the best quarterback in the game, even That's though there no are homes. others really yes. who are really good. He's exciting, he improvises, he's charismatic. Mm-hmm. They've got him. Andy Reid's been around a long time, went to the Super Bowl with Philadelphia, and now with the Chiefs. They've got Travis Kelsey and his romance with Taylor Swift. He yes. was a big deal to begin with, and now it blows up bigger. Yes. Plus, the State Farm commercials. Yes, You don't have to know a screen pass from a field goal to know something about the Kansas City Chiefs
1: wonder where I heard that before. That was me, but that was Bob Costas saying what I've been saying for four months. Welcome back. We're live from Cafe Americano. Caesars Palace as we're live here for two hours here. Thanks to Caesars Palace for this unbelievable, great location. All the people I've talked to this week, Michael Irvin and Eddie George already joined us. Warren Moon is an incredible human being. He's also now the head of the Nitschke Luncheon, which is for the Hall of Famers. He's kind enough to join us, our conversation. Warren Thanks so much, my friend. Hope you're doing well. How are
4: you? I'm doing great, JT. I'm sure uh, Vegas is buzzing about <laughs> now with everything going on there with Super Bowl. The teams are there. You're there. I mean, come on. What, what more could you ask for?
1: Warren, it's great. Other than the weather, you know, because California is getting smashed, and we get what California gets. Usually in the summer, that rain can't make it over to Vegas because it dies over the desert. But, man, that cool, cold weather, man. Luckily, the game's being played indoors, right? Right.
4: Yeah, and I guess the, the rain's supposed to let up maybe a little bit tomorrow. Yeah. So hopefully uh, the rest of the week will be dry, but it'll be it'll be pretty nippy. There's no question about it, and it gets that way sometimes in the desert during the winter.
1: No doubt about it. Tell us about the quarterbacks. Let's start with Brock Purdy and how impressed you've been just watching his growth. You see him talk to Joe Montana and your friend Jerry Rice before all these home games in Santa Clara, and the stage doesn't seem to get too big for him.
4: It really doesn't and, and i'm i 'm so impressed with the way he 's played, not only uh you know throughout the playoffs but since he came into the league, you got to remember he was a rookie last year and helped get this team to the nFC championship. Unfortunately, he got hurt in that game, well, who knows he might have been in the Super Bowl last year, but uh, he just came back this year and had an even better season all coming off of a, a, a elbow injury to his throwing arm and uh, you you would have never known about it because he was in the top three in just about every passing category this year and uh, he's uh, basically helped win their last two ball games in the playoffs by bringing them from behind. So I'm so tired of hearing uh, everybody downgrade this kid and say that he's only on a team that's full of full of talent. That's the only reason why he's playing well. Well, they've had other quarterbacks that uh, were on that football team with that same talent. And they didn't and they didn't do as well. So he he is definitely uh, holding up his end of the bargain and. And when you're a quarterback in this league, you've got to make decisions. You've got to make throws. You've got to be able to make uh, off-schedule throws. You've got to be able to scramble and and make big plays in, in big games, and he's been able to do that this year, and that's why they're sitting in the Super Bowl.
1: Warren Moon's our guest. The balance, Warren, is incredible to have Iu, Tebow, Samuels, to have a great fullback, McCaffrey, and then Kittle sliding over the middle you played on some really great teams that had great backs tight ends and receivers at the same time what a luxury to know that you can check down to a playmaker or go over the top when you need to
4: yeah it's it's great to have talent around you and that's what that's where you improve most quarterbacks um You see a lot of quarterbacks that come into the league and don't go to teams that are very talented, don't have a lot of talent around them, and they struggle. But if you see a quarterback that goes to a team that does have talent, he usually tends to do well if he can play. So that's what's happening with Brock Purdy right now. And, again, he's taken his game to another level, and he's made those off-schedule plays when everybody talks about him being just a you know, a manager, I mean, every quarterback is a manager. There's no question about it. You go through a week of practice, you put together a game plan, your job as a quarterback is to manage that game plan when it gets to the game. You are a manager. Now, some manage it better than others, and then some are able to make those off-schedule plays when the uh, when the actual play breaks down. Those become the, the the great players, the Patrick Mahomes and the people like that, the Josh Allens who can turn a bad play into a good play. So, uh Every quarterback is a is a manager. I don't. I'm tired of hearing that term. And it's the guys who mm-hmm. can make those plays off of what uh, what the 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 called play is. Those are the guys that are the difference makers.
1: Yeah, it's really. I'm really happy you're sharing that with us because for a Hall of Fame quarterback to say stop with this game manager stuff. It means a lot more coming from you than a talk show host because you played the game. But now Steve Spagnola is a premier defensive coordinator from the Giants Super Bowls to Kansas City now. What, do you, what wrinkle do you think he throws at him? Because they stopped Lamar Jackson in their tracks, Warren. They were up 17-7, to and Baltimore couldn't figure out anything. When you watched that game, did you notice the spy? They dropped into deeper coverage because Lamar is an MVP, I think, this year who win it. Had a great year, and he was very confused by that Kansas City defense.
4: Yeah, they did a great job of first of all playing man for man coverage, something that they like to do. But they also had a spy for uh, for Lamar, and then their pass rush was very controlled. They they didn't let guys get up the field too far. Give. Uh give Lamar anywhere to escape outside the pocket. They kept him in there and made him have to sit there and be patient and throw the football. And And Kansas City plays really good man-for-man defense. I think they're going to do a lot of that on Sunday against the 49ers, play a lot of man coverage, and uh, maybe bring some pressure at times to try and force uh, Brock to have to throw the football before he wants to because – uh, it seems like if you play a lot of zone against him, you know he can kind of cut you up in those zones. He's pretty good at throwing the football in those zones, where his receivers find the holes in the zones. But when you're playing man, you've got to be a little bit more precise with your throws. And if they're bringing pressure at you, you're gonna um, they're gonna rush your your mechanics a little bit and make you throw the ball before you want to. So I think you'll see Kansas City do a lot of mixture of that.
1: Warren, how much did you like film study, and it's evolved and changed over the years, easier now maybe, with all the technology, but all the times you had on the field as an athlete, and then going back in, you didn't have a tablet to take home back in the day, but you had film to take home. Share us some of the stories on throughout your Hall of Fame career on how you did extra preparation to extend your craft and play longer.
4: Yeah, it's no question. It's a a lot easier to do right now because of these tablets, and yeah. you can take the you can take the the tape home with you. It's ready to go pretty much before you even get off the field. I mean, that's how quickly they can they can turn it around. Where back in my day, we had to wait until the you know the film was developed and all that, and and you had to stay in the building that night in order to get it done. Towards the end of my career, uh, they they finally put it on disc, and I could take it home and put it on my on my VCR or something like that. But Yeah, the the more tape that you watch, the more preparation that you put into the game, the more you're going to get out of it. So you notice the guys who put in that time, those are the guys who tend to have that edge on everybody, that has that extra step on people that kind of... Uh, as a quarterback, you kind of know what the, what's going to happen before the play even starts because of your preparation. Because you're just you're seeing so many different things that, that uh, defense gives you keys, and you study those keys. And if those those keys are pretty much uh, always prevalent that way, and when mm-hmm. you get into the game. Uh, you see those same things you've been studying on that tape all week, and you're able to make those decisions just a little bit faster. You're able to get in and out of plays a little bit faster. Uh, when you see maybe there might be some danger or you see a play that you have called in the huddle that's probably not going to work against that front. So there's no question preparation uh, has a lot to do with the success, and the more preparation you put in, the more success you're going to have.
1: Wrapping it up with Warren Moon, finally, I wanted to ask you about Caleb Williams. I think he's got the talent. I saw him play his first-ever game at Oklahoma when they benched Spencer Rattler, and he had six touchdowns. So he plays at the highest level. He gets a Heisman, then he goes to SC. It was weird at SC with Lincoln Riley and Kingsbury. The defense wasn't there. You're in Southern California. SC didn't have the defense to compete. And now it seems like everybody wants him, Warren, and he's one of those few quarterbacks that have the ability to demand three first-round picks to move up and get him, and now could he play in D.C. with Kingsbury? Should Chicago keep him and move Justin Fields? What's at stake for this kid? Because you weren't treated that way. You should have gone number one overall, and you went to Canada to have a brilliant career. Caleb's now the talk of the town. What do you think he's going through?
4: Well, yeah, he's got some decisions to make, and he does have yeah. some leverage uh, uh, with – with. Um... Chicago having the first pick, and I think uh, Washington has the second pick, and there's a chance because he is from Washington, that's his hometown, and his quarterback coach, Clint Kingsbury, is mm-hmm. is at the uh, Commanders. It's a, p- a perfect situation for him to go there, you would think, but who knows, maybe the kid wants to play in Chicago. Like, Chicago might mm-hmm. be a better football team right now at this point. Uh, their defense, I think, is a little bit better than the Commanders, and they have some offensive weapons, so... It's hard to say where he wants to go and, and what he wants to do, but he does have some, some choices, which is great. Um, but I think he's going to do well wherever he goes. He's an he's a ultra-talented kid. Um, he reminds me a lot of Patrick Mahomes in, the, in all the different skill sets that he has, being able to scramble, being able to throw the ball from a lot of different uh, angles and different things like that and still throw with accuracy. So, um, you know, I, I like him as being a, a guy that's going to come into this league and have a really good career if he stays healthy.
1: I usually see at least Steinbergs or at other events. There's a lot of parties. I've MC'd events for you out here in Vegas. When do you hit the ground here? What's your plan here for Super Bowl?
4: Man, I've got a a pretty uh, full agenda, (laughs) and I usually do. I'm going to start out. I'm doing some stuff for the uh, NFL alumni uh, with some programs Mm -hmm. that they have going on in different communities around the country. Um, I'm also doing a, a. uh, salute the service. I'm going to go out to an Air Force base, to a military hospital, and, and also to a senior citizen home and visit some of the, uh, the troops in that. So that's going to be very fulfilling. I did that last year in Arizona and really enjoyed it. So, and of course, you got all the parties at night, and I've got some appearances uh, for different corporations throughout the, the week, and then you got the game. So it's going to be a fun field week. It always is, and I'm always really tired by the end of the week, and hopefully the game <laughs> lives up to, uh, to all the hype.
1: I'll see you when I get out. Uh, when you get out here, really appreciate you doing this. You know how much this means to me. Thank you, Warren.
4: Any for you, JT. You take care. Enjoy the week.
1: Thanks, Warren. Warren Moon. How cool is that? Eddie George, Michael Irvin, Warren Moon, live from Cafe Americano. Warren is now inside. That he's he's probably the highest ranking member of the Hall of Fame. Real quick story. There's one thing at the Hall of Fame that makes it unique. Many things, but the big thing is the Ray Nitschke luncheon. When Ray Nitschke was in the hall of fame he started the luncheon where only new hall of famers were allowed to come not their wives not their kids it was like a fraternity they come in there they weren't allowed to speak week one the first time they got in the hall of fame all the living hall of famers would talk to him teach him about the hall of fame that passed down to deacon jones deacon had it for over two decades before he passed away he handed it to willie lanier the legend who had it and willie lanier who's still alive Just passed it on to Warren Moon. And Warren, it's like the Pope. Warren Moon has that for his life or until he wants to pass it on. It's really a big, high honor there. I love that. We are live and we're talking about Grimaldi's, our proud partner. Try the Brooklyn Bridge pizza. It's the best pizza I've ever had. I'm telling you, every time I go there, I order the Brooklyn Bridge. Head to Grimaldi's Pizzeria where their pizzas are made with love just like they make it in Brooklyn. Taste the difference at Grimaldi's. Order at pizzeria.com Raider 66, you're up next. How are you, buddy?
5: Hey, how you doing, JT? And, and yep. I want to thank you and your producer for the incredible interviews this, this week. It's just been enjoyable to listen to. Thank you. Um, your, your previous caller, done before Warren Moon and yourself, talking about Kansas City, yes, we cannot have them win. You know what? Uh, you probably know Al Davis better. You've talked to him more than any of us listening to you, so you got a better sense. But you know, this would have been driving him crazy having the Chiefs and the 49ers play in his building, and you know how paranoid he was. I mean, when they were in uh, LA uh, at the El Segundo, they blacked out the chain link fence around that junior high. Any helicopter that flew over the st- uh, over the practice fields, else calling the FAA, trying to figure out, you know, what, who it is. And I got a great story. Tom Jackson, the great linebacker for the Broncos, when he retired and went to work for uh, ESPN, because he played in the AFC West, that was his territory. So he covered the AFC West team. So they sent him out to uh, to uh, interview Raiders at their headquarters in Alameda. Well, he got to the front door and they said, uh, Tommy, you can't come in. He goes, What are you talking about? He goes, Al said, You can't come in the building. So he goes, Well, send Al out. So Al came out and said, Tommy, I love you, but you're a Bronco, and you can't come in. So he actually sent players outside the building so that Tom Jackson could interview him. Wow. He would, when this game, when this game's over, if Al was still alive, I guarantee he'd have a, a crew come in and sweep the thing for listening devices in case he's planted anything, and he'd send the bill to Goodell. Thanks for the time. I know you got a full slate going. Have a great game. Thanks.
1: Thor, that Thor just walked in. Is he ready to 66? Did you drop? Yes. No, I'm still here. We thought we lost you there for a second. So I agree with you. I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to put in any listening devices. And I I found out some good news I wanted to say to all the Raider Nation. they have. When I heard, they haven't spent a lot of time in our building, in headquarters, because they're staying in Lake Las Vegas. So they're just busting in, getting their workout in, getting their lift in getting their practice in, and then they're right out of there. I thought they were setting up shop. They're going to have lunch, all this. I'm sure there's some meals and some food for them, but it wasn't what most people thought. I know you don't care about the locker room and what's going to happen, but we all agree they need to lose. Give me the final score if you can.
5: Um, Well, as I said before, I want one of these teams to lose in an excruciating manner. So I would love it if the Chiefs had a lead and the Niners come back and win on a last-second field goal to make it hurt for years for the Chiefs. Uh, we're talking maybe 27-24.
1: Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. That's the exact score I get. Appreciate the call, buddy. 27-24. There's a two-and-a-half point spread over at the Superbook at the Westgate. The rest of the strip has it two points. The 49ers are favorite. When we come back, live on the radio, Bill Romanowski will join us from his home. He's gonna call in, weren't able to get him on yesterday. Romo Cop is coming in. His interviews with me have been legendary. Not because of me, because of him. When he comes in, he rips the bleeping roof off. We're brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin is all over the strip. Usher's playing halftime. Everything that's happening with Remy Quantro in the Super Bowl is what we talked about when we built this partnership. Remy Martin, proud partner of our show, Team Up for Excellence.